ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Lost Remote Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm here with Zach and Arthur. Now, I know you're looking for the remote, and sadly, sadly, it is in a radiation cloud atop a mountain. You're not getting that, so you're stuck with us. Today, we're talking about The Crawling Eye. And as our favorite horror movies throughout this entire podcast, this one starts on a train <laughs> and as uh, as we get introduced to our characters you know it's pretty standard fare you know and uh some contrivances about no oh, we've got to stay here with this guy you know everything's cool and uh yeah so they stop off this mountain resort town you know where people tend to climb a mountain that's pretty tall but there's been some incidences some strange occurrences. The scientists are worried. The investigator is brought in, but he's on vacation. But still, he can't help but do his job. And as he begins his investigation, he begins to uncover similar occurrences to his past. What is happening atop the mountain in the radiation cloud? Gentlemen, the crawling eye. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, the classic, what did you think? Uh, first off, I definitely had the flashback to Terror Train on that train ripping through right at the start. So I'm glad you called yeah. that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been... This is, this is our oldest movie by like 20 more years. I think Squirm is like 78-ish. Yeah, and like I think Squirm was our oldest before. Uh, so it's interesting to get into a really different style of filmmaking. Um, and, you know, kind of some fun, fun setup at the start. Took a little, little long to get to where we're going. But man, once we got there... I I loved it, man. Like yeah, Bus- <laughs> business picked up, you know. Yeah, yeah, business really picked up. What about you, Zach? Uh, I enjoyed like the very opening opening where it, uh, the yeah, climbers yeah. are on the mountain, and uh, is that the is is it a yeti? And then the guy drops, and then they drop him because he's decapitated. I forget what he <laughs> says. He says it multiple times. Yeah, like, uh, something. <laughs> typically british you know (laughs) yeah it was a little hard to understand like i mean we didn't have the best copy uh i actually looked for a good paid copy but the only like paid stuff i could find was all mystery science theater versions so uh there is a version on youtube there's also i don't know if you guys saw it but two months ago a version of it uploaded to youtube that's part of like i don't know if they broadcast on any local public access or anything but there is uh, someone doing their own kind of horror host program with with breaks. Uh, they had a guest on. Uh, I forget her name, but she was in King Kong Returns. And they were watching the movie together. And it was a very interestingly goth horror host. Uh, but I thought it was really cool to find. It had some de- you know some cool staged background setup and stuff so i watched a couple minutes of it with that but um you know so yeah, there was some little dialogue stuff at the front that i really didn't catch 
just because of the quality of our copy. But I love the the older style, like two people looking at something talking, you know, to a kind of flat bracket uh, background there. Um, yeah. And then just to get like the decapitation right off the top, that was, you know, our I wasn't first opening it. decapitation since sundown. So, you know. That's, uh, I really wasn't expecting it with the no. decapitation. No. Um, but I do love how, um, I want to say old Hollywood this is, where it's, there's several scenes and they're all, you know, 30 seconds to a minute and then it's cut into something else. I just, I love that quick advance of a storyline and just, it's a little jumpy, but I, I just I'm going to do it. this. Uh, let me go smack her in the mouth. Let me go do the thing, you know. Yeah, and then right, it cuts to think? the next scene. I, I like the, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I really like the, you know, it's the pace of the dialogue, right? Like, it's a different mm-hmm. kind of movie. And I love the bar scene. I like, the, we're going to be going up to the hills. You guys want a drink? We're going to be drinking. We're ordering drinks. Let me get a bottle because it's going to get cold up there. What about you? I'll have a Campari. A Campari and a bourbon. You know, like, just <laughs> yeah. the, like you said, like more people. Uh, yeah. I will buy everybody drinks. Yeah. Just talking <laughs> to strangers, talking to strangers. Hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You must be. I was like, he knows who he is. Like, uh, it was uh, the geologist, right? The the big geologist dude who's going with the guide and the the main character, I guess. Like, yeah. comes down the stairs. And he's like, oh, you must be who's it's what's it's. And I was like, what the man? Word crap. <laughs> well, Someone's I mean, a bladder. It's a small mouth. resort, and it's uh, you know, there's gonna be who's coming what's in. What's he doing? Oh, we Reading got a big sign-in sheet. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm I'm here with the. Some well, dude and another dude, and then these two ladies here appear to be sisters. What about you, ma'am? Campari. Campari and a bourbon. Let me get a... <laughs> I'll, I'll take a bourbon. Oh, another bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed that. I mean, it, like I said, it was quick, and uh, I mean, it, it takes you a minute to get to the mountain and after the opening scene, but when they get there, they get there, and it's it's really great, and it flows really well, and uh, the first missing guy, uh, whenever they find him, that, and he pops up, I just really, I was like, ooh, you know, he, he, you could tell just the look on his face that he's going to kill him. He's going to kill the, the searchers or whatever. And I just, I just love the way that that old Hollywood is it's like, there's no hidden, you know, nothing's hidden about it. And then, so, you know, he's the, a villain or whatever at that point. And when he makes it back to the hotel, it's, I mean, I just. This this movie's great to me. It's it's fun. It was a quick little watch. Uh, it it feels like I know this won't mean much to you, Zach, <clears throat> but it feels like just one of the many scenarios that's in Betrayal at House on the Hill, because there's this board game that you're gonna have to play at some point. That is just a bunch of scenarios that randomly occur in a house obviously, that are just taken from just the massive history of horror and sci-fi movies. And it's, and it's, it's so just, it kind of kind of moves along, you're kind of building, and all of a sudden, wham, it's time. You know, and the, the actions dictate what's about to happen. Uh, yeah. I can see that. That's a really, that's a pretty good parallel. Yeah, uh, that's what it feels like. Because like, there were, there, there's a, definitely a blob scenario in there. It's just, it feels like this this would be one of those movies that they would use. It's like, oh, there's a radiation cloud in the basement now. <laughs> it's like, <"Rarr." laughs> the cloud's moving around the mountain. 
Okay, I, I've got to say this. I got a little irritated with the scientist because he's like, I asked for something and I get it. So I'm just like, what? You just blowing taxpayer dollars here, huh? <laughs> yeah, I I want I didn't want any windows, so no windows. But the window I got, look, it has this, and it's expensive. Yeah. and I yeah, asked. And for now it. they're they're I protect they're protected from avalanches. I was like, great. But now if there's an avalanche, the TV cameras I know are huge and bulky, are on top of the on top of the observatory. Observatory and those are not going to survive the uh, avalanche, sir. But Blaine Layden. That was just like, what? They had, what are um, you doing? They had some really powerful cameras for back then to <laughs> spot them at the, uh, spot the um, the geologist and his guide going into the you know the base camp shack or whatever. Very good zoom. <laughs> those those lenses were excellent, Zach. Yeah. Far beyond, like telephoto, they were just get you yeah, some. The... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to point out that the, yeah, they they were a three and a half hour a three and a half hour hike away from the observatory when it picked them up, and it looked like they were just standing outside. <laughs> but that's that's so, how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I so I, I try not to like look at IMDb stuff like before watching. And even like mm-hmm. try not to before we're talking to like not craft the narrative or whatever. Uh, but I was just trying to like scroll through and find like any facts around like the rename of the movie since yeah. it comes up as the Trollenberg Terror, but it's the Crawling Trollenberg Eye. is the name of the mountain, folks. Yep. Uh, I'm just curious about the history on that. Uh, I did notice watching the movie how much there's a part that reminded me of the fog. And it does say in here that Carpenter said this film was partly inspiration for the fog uh, when it comes rolling in and it's like scary terror that they're like getting overwhelmed by. So I, th- I think that's cool that uh, I picked up on that, um, you know, yep. since he was a big thing from another world fan as well. Um, it'd, be f- it'd be fun to like kind of go through a bunch of these movies and try to find other like Carpenter inspirations since this would have been his you know his childhood yeah yeah i I like uh what did y'all think about the uh the two main women characters the mind reader and her sister they were great i thought they were great too and they but for part of it it's yeah they're just a a a secondary plot device Actually, a like they, plot I device. really, huh? well, I thought that they would have the, uh, like they would have had more to do with, uh, I guess, fighting of the creature, especially the sister who, you know, could the, understand the, it or uh, whatever was communicating, who was communicating with, yeah, the clairvoyant. The clairvoyant, yeah. I thought well, they'd okay. have more. All right, I'm going to give you the rundown, folks. So, the rundown of the movie, because we do the spoilers here, so whatever uh the rundown is this pair of sisters is um or just uh, you know two sisters uh they uh are a traveling act of uh, you know mind reading and uh, they're actually on holiday uh but uh one of the sisters the clairvoyant gets a strong compulsion to get off at the stop of the trollenberg mountain and uh, this is this turns out to be a cause or an effect of the monster, or plural, 
that dwell on the mountain. They have done this before, according to one of the other characters, the guy who's dealt with this before, the, I guess, I, I almost want to call him a government agent kind of investigator. You know, it seemed like, I don't know if we got an official I, word on that, but he, he managed to. He works for the UN. He's, yeah. a, he's a UN guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, That's the official title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, UN gentleman. <laughs> UN gentleman, yes. Uh, and uh, these creatures, for whatever reason, uh, don't like telepaths and will hunt them down to no end, or at least clairvoyance. Uh, probably because uh, they can manage to spy on them without their say-so. So they use different tricks, and they use tricks that they used in the past, in the past situation where the clairvoyant act ended up dying or being killed by someone who had been dead but animated by these creatures. And that's pretty much the plot of the movie. These creatures, uh, for whatever reason, either they're looking for a new home, invading, whatever, needed to take care of the clairvoyant, and that's how they managed to make sure they know exactly where they're going to show up and defend themselves in the, the laboratory fortress. And that's the plot of the movie. You know, they, they beat them off with the uh, airstrikes and Molotov, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, are, are we uh, are we ready to talk about some of the end game stuff here? <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. Uh, first, uh, there's the top, like uh, just an absolute delight uh, of a line in this. Whenever the eye uh, is there and UN guy or whatever is geared up, and he just like they're they're in there looking at the screen and he just goes. I'm going to throw a bomb at it. Watch the screen to see what happens. Like, yeah, I love right. that level of science and troubleshooting. Like, I'm going to well, go I mean, throw a bomb at it. What the, well, you're under pressure. Do something because they don't, I mean, they're going to freeze out because wherever these, you know, the crawling eyes, wherever they show up, they it temperature drops to negative degrees. So it dropped to negative on the uh, telephone line where it would, it just sheared the wires because it got so cold. Yeah, so, cold. I mean, he's, He's got to do something. A little to try and keep him. me up. Yeah. Like when they were but like, yeah, I know what you mean. It did the four little. Like it was. Gotta say that was the most tense moment. That was. I mean, I would be freaking out. But like, oh Jesus, here we go. Like one too many times. But no, just a line. Yeah. I'm gonna go throw a bomb at it. See what happens. Hey, everybody, go to the other end of the corridor, except for you. You stand by the door, and I'm gonna knock when I'm ready to come back in. And what I thought was, well, if it kills you, is it not going to know to knock as well? <laughs> uh, I don't think it will. Because it wasn't a secret knock. It was just a knock. <laughs> yeah, but I it's think not the knock know. would have been followed by a, hey, let me in, you know, whatever. I yeah. imagine right. the, the conversion process takes a second. What are your first thoughts on the first, like, un unhidden reveal of the eye? Because I popped. <laughs> I, I loved it. It was just like yeah. Bang. I had a different image in mind, you know. I thought I thought I was thinking more eye rather than eye and giant bulbous body. Right. Um, but you know, it, it was it was what I considered. You know, I was not let down. I I don't know why I always expected this movie to be a like a regular size eye crawling on the nerve, <laughs> like a low like kind of slow That's... horror of like there's an eyeball on your shoulder or something. That's 
that's honestly Arthur what I pictured as well whenever uh, you brought it up that it was just going to be like you know a small eyeball crawling around but no uh, whenever you see the big eye and then I love that uh, whenever uh, so the girl drops a ball folks and she goes back to get it when they're trying to escape the <laughs> clouds and they don't know that these are giant eyeballs with tentacles in them yet <laughs> so they go uh, the hero Alan Brooks runs down to rescue said girl and the eye shows up and is wrapping her around with uh, its tentacle and Alan cuts, cuts the tentacle off. And just, I love the old school, uh, like synthesizer screams that they give. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to point something out. Apparently we didn't see the whole movie. The U S cut is the hour <laughs> 17 that we saw. There's 10 more minutes on an international cut. Oh no. So who knows what mystery What did we lose? Did it... I don't know. <laughs> I I I, I felt I felt like I had a complete experience. I did too. <laughs> yeah, I was so, I was very kudos, satisfied. Kudos kudos to the editors. Well done. I mean this Why these movies from the movie I'll never know for the US. Perhaps it mentioned the Russians. Who knows? <laughs> they said they just wanted a, you know, a quicker runtime, a better, and a, you know, probably correct. Uh, but anyway, this plan <laughs> of the building they're in, you know, to get rid of the eyes is to have <laughs> bomber pilots just absolutely send this place into the Stone Age. Like, yeah, they're, they're not. They're not bombs, Arthur. It's, it's they're gonna firebomb it. <laughs> it's not like a normal bomb. It's like, oh, okay, it matters. I got worried when when the eyes broke the barrier in that mm -hmm. room. I, yeah, I, was I thought. Like, oh no, the bombs haven't even come yet. Place is compromised. I don't know if it's gonna be okay. I mean, mm -hmm. there must have been some blast doors they got behind, but still. Yeah, it was. They, I would have been more nervous than they were as there were repeated bombing runs. <laughs> the three bombing runs. We're gonna go high. Now we're gonna go low. And I love when they go low. It's like the plane almost crashes into the observatory <laughs> to drop the bombs. <laughs> like, Bobby run was cool. I mean, there's like that last third, man. I'd, I'd watch that again for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed it, man. This was a fun movie. It, I'm, I'm glad that your mom suggested it. Yeah. Arthur. And I'm glad Brian went ahead and picked it after yeah. finding out the suggestion. It's a great change well, of pace. And uh, I, I had to know if the title was going to let me down or not, and it didn't. <laughs> so I was like, yes, we got Monster. Mm -hmm. I was hoping this would be the case, because when Arthur did the the read of it, I was like, oh, is it going to be like, because, you know, don't be susceptible to hypnosis, which we now know is because of the clairvoyance. So someone didn't quite understand the, the uh, what was going on in the movie, but um, whoever wrote that. But it was close enough. But it still yeah. misled me enough to think, oh, is it just some hypnotist with a lazy eye? That kind of thing. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. But it's Shawn not. Michaels. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> the, uh, the payoff was pretty good as far as monster movies go, I think. I, uh... yeah. Could use a little bit more. I liked the little, the you know, I was like, when I saw, when, when I saw <clears throat> the outside shot of the uh, lab and you know anyone who's watched a Godzilla movie knew exactly what they were looking at 
I was like, that's a model. We're going to see a show. <laughs> We're going to see a show. And I was like, I wasn't let down. They got the little the minis of the eyeballs crawling all over it, and they blew them up. How many eyeballs were there? I know there was two. Was there there's three or more four? Than, there's more than two. It was like, it was enough. I think they said there was four. I think the cloud broke up into four. Wow. Four clouds. It was pretty fun. They'd be like, well, there's a cloud. Now it's moved. <laughs> They're just like... There wasn't a real like registration at first of like this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's what happens with you know like an Independence Day. It's like, oh well, now it's slowing down, sir. It's slowing down. <laughs> now it's breaking into fifteen smaller pieces. Blah blah blah. It's like, what? Better send a helicopter to talk light to it. <laughs> we, we found that this is the best way to communicate. <laughs> best way to get shot down yeah i'm over here too, i'm over here it's too bad they didn't try a series of flashlight flashes to the eyes the whole thing was just misunderstanding because the lights sounded like photonic weapons stop it turn off that speaker <laughs> if you could uh have translated the language of the eyes it would have said we come in peace we, we come, come in, in peace. peace we come in peace i've watched that i watched that last week Nice, because it's on that's Netflix. A, <laughs> Don't run. Something. We are your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, that they would have had a? Uh, I was just really, uh, not do you think? Yeah, but I was really surprised they didn't bust out like a big old leaf blower and check that eye for glaucoma when it was mm. right there outside. I don't, don't. I got, you know, no one likes that shit. <laughs> <laughs> You can take your optometry humor and get out. <laughs> that's not funny. Everyone loves just forcing their eye open and really close to something that you know is going to shoot stuff into your eye. Oh, it's going to pop you with air. I'm just saying, if that would have happened, I would have lost it. I would love stats from movies like this about like, screams or walkouts or like pass outs and stuff like when the eye shows up uh i just i really wish like movie theaters kept stats on the response from the audience because i know it was oh. different than i thought you meant on screen no i just yeah. mean like audience like there had to have been some yeah some painting couches to play Because, I mean, the eye's intense. When that door opens, yeah. boom. Someone better call in Frylock. <laughs> it felt like they felt like things you'd see on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, too. I, why do my knees feel like they want to cry? <laughs> why do my knees feel like they want to tear up? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I'm looking through the, the continuity now. They're calling out the jet differences for the thing. Yeah, who cares? Oh, my goodness. Um, all right, Brian, you want to do a... Do we have... What do we have still to talk about? I mean, there's... It's fun, right? Like, yeah. you got your city is... old dialogue. You got a pretty good scenario up in the mountains. It's cold. Someone's been beheaded. There's clairvoyance. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Gas clouds yeah, yeah. of murder. And... I just, um, yeah, you know, it's no, it's no surprise why Mystery Science Theater would choose this movie. 
you know, because you can you can lampoon esque, you know, do funny stuff with just any movie, which they've proven they can do. You know, plus but, it was uh, their second season, so you got to think they were pulling stuff they had rights to at the time. Yeah, right? definitely. The library there. Um, and but, something they would have liked to have seen multiple times, whereas later on it became more of a masochistic endeavor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, it was it. I'm glad I didn't hate it. Oh. I like. Uh, okay. So in the thing, right, you've got the test, like the blood test. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other examples in movies where, like, you you have your suspicions about a person and you've got to prove it. Uh-huh. I really like the have a cigarette scene. <laughs> oh, you mean where he's testing his coordination? Yeah. Yeah. That was nice, well, right? Because that, that played yeah, into his experience. Because he remembers the guy who killed the first clairvoyant from years mm-hmm. ago. And he had same situation, He but he was testing his coordination. His ability to just manipulate objects with his hands and stuff. And yeah, he was like, yeah. It, it clicked for him to test it whenever he couldn't pour his own drink. Yeah, <laughs> he like, poured, the, poured huh. the liquor all over the bar. <laughs> yeah, but the cigarette, yeah. it's really well acted. Like, it's just, it's a mm-hmm. cool, yeah. good, good build of the tension there, I think. Can we talk about how it's, but it, the situation didn't, like, uh, even though he was right, the situation, I don't know if it would have held up in court. Because he just came back from being lost for like 24 hours in the cold. Sure. I mean, oh, there could have been a little uh, a mountain madness, like setting yeah, up like, everyone. Yeah, and, and, you know, a little nerve damage, maybe, you know, that kind of thing. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh. If it pleases the court, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he was, he was on the top of Trollenberg. He was in the Trollenberg. Who could smoke a cigarette after being on Trollenberg? To be yeah. fair, he did just punch him once. <laughs> yeah, and the guy went for a knife, right? Or like, he, he pulled out. Yeah, yeah, he pulled out like a blade. Yeah, and he got punched one time, and he, I mean, he did split his head open, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, that's when they noticed no blood. And uh, yeah, all the signs point to aliens in a radiation cloud again. <sighs> <laughs> Who would have thought it would happen to me again? And then when it happened four more times. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to, like, they just need to make a series of these movies. And it's just the same thing happening over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Groundhog's Day 12. <laughs> yeah chop them up put them in the letter uh you want to let brian move on to the next phase or you got yeah I mean, brian what do you have a sweet treat for this yeah i kind of got a two-parter uh <clears throat> first part is um the sweet treat is you know any one of us like it, this this popped out to me and i gave some m- minor descriptions to Arthur what the sweet treat would be without actually saying it and he knew exactly what I was talking about just because I said uh, things like they're being very cavalier about this situation and not very worried and he was like you mean about the radiation and I was like yes (laughs) because uh, 
they didn't seem to give two squats that there were radiation clouds moving around. Like, that was never a huge concern for them. The fact that it was a radiation cloud. Now, it was an indicator of a presence, yes, but the radiation itself didn't seem to be a huge issue. No one ever raised it. And that's when I looked up uh, the history. I was like, okay, this movie was made in, in 58, or at least released in 58. It was made shortly before that. And I went to the timeline of uh, you know radiation research, which begins, to be fair, uh, some initial you know like stuff with x-rays and stuff was like like 1895 you know and you know we got the whole time period going by 1940s and 1945 when the bombs were tested and then subsequently dropped on japan and then you know studies came from that because there were certain japanese people who survived the incident that then had you know they're like, we, what's going on? We don't know why these people are dying horrifically after they survived the bomb drop. You know, that kind of thing. So it, like, what it says here, at like, the timeline doesn't go past 1956, the one I found. And I assume that there's more. <laughs> but uh, this is about when it looks like, I didn't read through the whole thing because there's a lot of stuff, but it looks like that's when people were like, hey, excessive use of x-rays, isn't advisable, which Arthur gave me a funny anecdote about that. <laughs> but um, it, it would appear that roughly around this time, it was really being expressed and explored that radiation was very dangerous in high amounts. And I don't know if the filmmakers were aware of that at this time. So I assume that they, they just didn't, and that's why they were just like, radiation is some hokey thing from space. That happens, you know, because they were there to study cosmic rays and stuff like cosmic radiation and whatnot. And, um, yeah, and that is also an indicator, based on what we know about our atmosphere, that the aliens like it cold, very cold, and they like radiation, which would indicate that they don't have much of an atmosphere on their home planet to begin with. That's just a thought of mine. It's like cold high radiation, very little atmosphere. So they just get all that free zapping from cosmic rays and junk, and they love it. <laughs> uh, the thing that I told Brian about, and <laughs> <laughs> this is how I remember it. I, I, you know, it's been a long time since he told me about it. I believe my, it was my dad who talked about at the shoe store there was a like a viewing box that was like a little like x-ray active x-ray thing where you could see the way your bones and your feet were sitting in the shoes and <laughs> put oh your feet in there. My <laughs> like, I mean, I've got to ask and confirm, but like that's what I remember is that apparently there was some like just like in the shoe store like, oh, you trying on some new Chuck Taylors? See how the bones in your feet fit. You know, and he like just sit in there and just it just it made gotta... me think of cartoons where you know someone's like oh everything's fine and then they zap some sort of thing and all the characters suddenly go x-ray you know? yep. it's like oh it'll be safe <laughs> <laughs> uh, again you know i may be misremembering a detail it's been a long time but that's that's what i've heard <laughs> yeah well that's what i've heard 
Yeah, that's right. so sweet. Yeah, that was that was sweet. I like it. Radiation. Brian, are are you They're saying fine. the ten minutes they cut out of this movie is really where everybody died from the tumors from the radiation clouds chasing them well, around? Well, now let's be clear. Not everyone was encased in the cloud. The cloud was a more of an atmospheric substance, which was highly radioactive itself, which wouldn't have necessarily uh, gotten. It wouldn't. They were heavily protected. You know, uh, when people, uh, I've actually done research on how to survive um, nuclear fallout, just in case. And um, there, it's actually not that like the initial. As, as one does. <laughs> as one does. Um, but there, Dude, they had some, us watch. They had us watch the day after, and they had us read uh, what is it, a last Babylon? I I was reading some radiation stuff too. Keep going, well, guys. When, when when you when you really look at it, you're like, okay, so yes, there's going to be some radiation. There's no hiding from it because you're always getting some radiation dosage, right? It's about yeah. mitigating as much as you can. The best part, the best thing you can do is make sure that the particles that are created from the explosion, like the the like. That are actively shooting out the shit. You don't get those on you as much as you can. So don't you go sure catch you don't the snow on your tongue. Yeah, yeah. I don't go play in the ash, basically. And there... and you gotta give you give you some layers between you and the outside. And if there is means of rescuing you, basically you've got to be able to hold in place for a long time if you're anywhere near. If 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 you're not anywhere near the actual epicenter and it, it it's tough you know you're not gonna be able to use any ac you know that kind of thing it's just just make sure everything that's out there stays out there and you stay in and if you do have to go out you have to give yourself layers of clothing to make sure any ash and shit that gets on you is on your clothes and not you like it's it's you're still like there's no avoiding the radiation is just mitigating the amount You've got to make sure you can survive it as much as you can. I was I listening to NPR, maybe I was listening to something and it was talking about or maybe it was my parents talking about a uh, nuclear test like in the 50s or 60s. And there was a like a girls basketball team in Vegas or something for some tournament. And it like drifted and they're out there like catching snow or they were like in some place like on a trip and like all, all three of those girls died that were out there like playing in the snow and stuff. Like, oh my God. Like ugh. that reminds me so much of the first episode of Chernobyl. Mm. Everyone's outside looking at the uh, reactor going, Oh, look how pretty it is. And then the ash starts coming down and they're all like, Oh, and I'm just like screaming in my head. Oh my God, you people are so dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, one, the other one thing lady's I think holding of, the baby. Oh, no. like, oh, I also yeah. think of uh, the end of Godzilla King of the Monsters, the, the where like they're like, cool, we rescued our daughter from Boston. Well, meanwhile, Godzilla had like unloaded all the radiation ever, you know, into the area. <laughs> yeah, like, no like, one's saved in that scenario, you know, like, uh, very dumb. Boston's lost. I want did do ever did we ever hear about the fate of Boston? Well, so they did in, that stupid thing in the movie where they were showing like, oh, Godzilla's radiation helps stuff grow. 
Uh, oh, like at the beginning, like San Francisco was lush as hell yeah, and stuff. It, it resets the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. Which or whatever. Is, yeah. Exactly. He's a magical dragon. <laughs> Puff the magic dragon. The Slaughter yeah. the innocent. Well, I was about to say, Brian, yeah, they probably were high when they wrote that. <laughs> uh, should we go ahead and pair a movie with this movie? Sure. I think we should. This is a feature of the Lost Remote podcast where we like to give you suggestions on what to pair with the evening's movie. Little little double up for the evening. What are you going to watch with the crawling eye? Uh, Brian, all right. Have you had a chance to think about this? Yeah, actually, I had one pick, and then I was like, "Man, this this lady, she looks so familiar. Where do I remember her from?" <clears throat> and I considered her the more attractive sister. It's like, but she's familiar too. Who is she? And it was a uh, Janet Monroe. Yeah, such a great name. She was the clairvoyant, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, she looks, and I was like, wait a minute. I think I know. So I'm, I checked her ID and B or, or whatever, and uh, I was like, yep, I'm correct. So I'm pairing this. This is uh, a movie that come out, came out a year later, and we're going to start with The Crawling Eye, and we're going to go with Darby O'Gill and the Libby <laughs> people. <laughs> she's, she's Katie O'Gill. Katie! Yeah, I would have to think. And then we're going to watch Ghostbusters at the end of that. That would be almost (laughs) the only way that we got Darby O'Gill and the little people referenced on the show. (laughs) We've Uh, referenced it before. We have. Well, recommended then. Why did we reference it before? Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was on the same tape as Brian's Ghostbusters that we used to watch every day as as children. (laughs) Also a good pairing. (laughs) <laughs> well, because of the end of that movie, it's horrifying. Yep. Darby O'Gill? Yeah. yeah. You haven't seen it? Uh, I mean, I've seen minutes of it, I think. All right. Well, minor spoiler for Darby O'Gill, folks. <laughs> Plug your ears or whatever for just a moment. At the end of it is one of the best early representations of a ghost. And it is they the, the noise. It's a banshee. And it makes it's a, a terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's banshee. terrible. Uh uh-uh. uh, and it it like they do the thing where it like goes right at the camera, right in your face. Oh no! Nice. No. You, you've seen have you, you have you seen The Conjuring too? No. Okay, never mind. There's a thing that looks. There's something that happens that's very similar in Conjuring too. I haven't seen The Conjuring also. Yeah. Well, <laughs> moving on then. Okay. Zach. Arthur, what are you gonna pair this with? Uh, so I was going back and forth on like the the old versus new type of pairing, right? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to throw this up with some other fifties. Um, I kind of don't want to steal. I'm a little conflicted. You can't. You can't steal it because you weren't going to pick Darby O'Gill. No, <laughs> a little conflicted about. Uh, the first thought would be to show it with the thing from another world. Uh-huh. But okay. when we eventually get to the thing, I would think you would pair those two up on the same night. Um, and then I had another idea. 
that I have since forgotten. So oh, I'm going to no. pair it with the thing from another world. <laughs> 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 uh, so I'd say the crawling eye first and then the thing from another world. And honestly, at some point, we probably are going to do an older movie than this and watch. Have you guys seen the original thing from another world? No, no sir. Brian? No, I said no. Uh, I didn't hear you say no. I heard yeah. Uh, I watched it last winter for the first time and really dug it. Um, and I think I think it'll play well here. Um, so coming up in the next three months over the winter season, I, it's going to be my pick on some one of the months. So just be aware. Be prepared. Be <laughs> very aware. Zach. So I am going to pair this with the Steve McQueen 1958 version of The Blob. Yeah, which one goes first? I am going to show um, The Crawling Eye first and then The Blob second. Um, my dad was stationed around where that movie theater was that they used for The Blob. Really? Yeah. I don't know which uh, theater it was, but... Yeah, I think it's something in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. Let's rank it. Uh, Zach, your... Okay, so currently, Lost Remote Podcast, across our two seasons, our number one movie is a unanimous pick, Ghostbusters. Your top three, Zach are Ghostbusters, Lost Boys, and Monster Squad. What else would you like to hear? What area? Uh, man. Um, let's go with the uh, around the 10 range. Start there and go down. <sighs> All right. Frankenhooker, Pumpkinhead, People Under the Stairs, Remote Control, Squirm, Basket Case 2, Double oh. Dragon. Okay. So I am going to put this right above remote control. Yes! That was my guess! <laughs> so this remote control. <laughs> uh, I probably uh, would have guessed that too. Yeah. 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 I like this movie. I don't like it as much as I enjoy People Under the Stairs, but I, I had a very good first watch with it, so I, I will watch it again at some point in time. But yeah, I might even watch the Mystery Science Theater version of it just i think get, i might as well yeah get some laughs in with it because i've seen the movie now so i can watch it with that <laughs> i i did watch like three minutes of it last night mm -hmm. um because i was checking out like i said that gothy you know horror host deal and then i watched a little bit i went to the part because i wanted to hear what they said about the i'm gonna throw a bomb at it and i couldn't really <laughs> catch any comment because it was the joel times and they don't over comment which is nice like i mm -hmm. like the early joel stuff because it's yeah. subtle like they just they're chilling. There's some comments. Yeah, when we get to the like, oh, no, no, and that'll be it. Yeah, when we get to the Netflix stuff, their notes uh, on it were to like over joke it so people watch it again. You know, they're gonna have to catch it, and it's just like, like as peppy as this dialogue, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
So there's there was some good ones on the Netflix one, but it's overdone on a bunch of them. Anyway, the new ones they did. Yeah, that isn't the same people. It's just like mm. I there's there's several pretty good episodes in there, but uh, I can watch it. Yeah. Um, but no, the uh, <laughs> I watched the scene, you know, right after where he's talking about the when I knock, you know, or like don't <laughs> open until I knock, and they're going like, all right, now hold on. You're gonna you're gonna knock first and then come in, or you're coming in and then you're gonna knock. Like they're just gonna keep going over. And then he steps out. He's like, "No, wait. What were the instructions?" And then he knocks. It's like, "Oh, thank goodness." Shit. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it made me definitely want to watch uh, what they're doing there. Yeah. Um, your top three: Ghostbusters, New Nightmare, Batman Returns. Whereabouts should we be heading? Uh, keep going. Just go down the list. Holter, Geist, Adam's Family Values, Evil Dead 2, or The Monster Squad, Demonic Toys, Hellraiser, Evil Dead, People Under the Stairs, Basket Case 2, Terror Train. Uh, stop. I'll put this above. You had to, uh, hold on. There's two left. Scary Movie and Sundown. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. I put this above Basket Case 2. <laughs> Okay. Right above basket case too. <clears throat> and if I'm getting that far. <laughs> no, we're doing the whole damn list. Uh, I guess this is episode five of the new season. We were we could read the finish. It was last time? Right. Now it should be six. Yeah, it is. So last time we should have read the whole list. We'll do it at ten. I was just making sure you got the numbers right because we did lose one of mine in the mix at one point last season. Well, it was in the mix. We'll check that after. No, it's it's there. Yeah, I was on the sixth line. I hadn't numbered it yet. Okay. Okay, my top three: Ghostbusters, Batman Returns, Monster Squad. Uh, we're gonna cruise towards that. Tom Cruise. Hey, I'm on I'm on the couch to get my fighter pilot. That was my terrible Tom Cruise impersonation. Uh, he, was, he was in the mummy. <laughs> he was in a mummy. Not he was in a, yeah, a <laughs> mummy. Not the good mummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so kind of in the middle late. Blob, Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead, Hellraiser, People Under the Stairs. I'm going to stop around there. Um, Do it. I probably like this better than Evil Dead 1. I'm going to push that down one. I know I'd watch this over Hellraiser. And you best bet I'm going to watch it over No! Do not Don't do that! that. <laughs> Julia. Uh, right. So, we Go. still have our regular worst movie, Sundown. On, uh, no question there. No, Double Dragon's so much worse. <laughs> that is... Uh, Mathematically uh, it's not, incorrect. It's not totally let, let, let down by Double Dragon. All right. I got exactly what I thought. In fact, the backgrounds, the, 
Just the setting design I've seen alone. Double Dragon and already been disappointed by it once. That's why you knew exactly what you were getting. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> you can't let me down when you've already dropped me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we, and I'll have a note on this on the episode or whatever. Uh, and if you're uh, not wanting to hear any of this chatter, uh, yep. we have reached the end of the crawling eye part of the episode. We're going to do a little discussion around Ghostbusters Afterlife. Some light, but definitely spoilery talk. Like, we're not going to oh, do another Oh, no, we're telling you it. the whole plot. Yeah. <laughs> just joking. I figure, like, another 10 minutes or so, just kind of rehashing some of the stuff we talked about after watching it. Uh, but just go ahead and call it an end of the day if you haven't watched it and you're not interested in spoilers. We totally understand. Yeah. Or if you want to find out what we're watching next week, we can do that. Or next time. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we can do that now. Uh, we are going to watch the Joe Dante classic Gremlins to kick off Christmas Ooh. season. Ooh. I have put out a bunch of duds for first time watches this year for Arthur, so I am going to uh, bring in Did a hitter. Did you see that field goal kick? Did you see that distance? Ooh. <laughs> World record. Yes. It is currently on HBO Max as of recording. <laughs> Who knows if it'll be dropped before. I have multiple copies on Steelbook yeah. 4K that I purchased on sale that I still need to sell on eBay, so <laughs> if you need one, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> they were on sale last year and I was grabbed a bunch. Uh, Quick, get the whole basket. <laughs> I get a couple, but I have one for me as well. It's cute. Uh, Put the that, lotion in the basket. <laughs> that's awesome. I I was wondering about that for this year. Um, we're gonna get some well, Dick I, Miller. I had I had to bring out the uh, the number one pick from the 2020 Show West Three Memorial. Oh. <laughs> Am true. I obligated to pick one of the Jack Frosts? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I just <laughs> I think it might happen. <laughs> Pins and needles. One. Please be the claymation one. <laughs> oh yeah. Stop motion. Hell yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh so yeah, go uh Gremlins. Check it out. And uh, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Wait, or Brian, do you want to give a give want to give a sign off to Crawling Eye, and then we can talk about. Oh yeah, sure, folks. Um, I don't really have to tell you this, but don't go running into clouds of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're done. There we go. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, no matter so again, what this movie yeah. tells you. Yeah, it's going to be bad. What's the uh, When's the last time we were all three at the same place together? Uh, <sighs> yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. <laughs> Do I? I was getting you... worried that wasn't going to happen, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck is Zach? <laughs> I made it. <laughs> But I mean, like, when uh, is the last time? It's been a decade, right? It's been something, but that was 
as of that asking of that question, the last time we were all together was at Ghostbusters Afterlife. Before yeah. Ghostbusters I, Afterlife. Yeah. Oh, I actually know. know the answer to this. The last time we were all together at the same place was when we watched uh, the uh, WWE pay-per-view that took place in Oklahoma City. And I think well, that, that, was, that, was, that was 2005? 2000 and, was it 2005? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's the last Rick time. That went off the top, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? That's the last time. That. I'm pretty sure that's the last time all three of us were at the same place at the same time. You never came to my house like when Brian was there? I never came to your house before you moved to Tulsa. What? Mm-mm. There you go. That's wild. Ric Flair going to the top. Beat Carlito gotta... for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Woo! That's history. Yep. John Cena fought Kurt, Kurt Angle. Those tickets were given to us by uh, Harvey Whippleman. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yep, that that's... is unbelievable, but I believe it. Yeah. So oh, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We we've talked about this a bit. Um, yeah. Now we've had time to sleep on it. Uh, <laughs> two things you liked, one thing you didn't. Do you want to kind of approach it that way, or okay, plot, or like how do you want to approach it? Kind of um, like the the two things you liked and maybe something you didn't. Yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. I will start with something I liked, and we did mention this. I liked the banter between and the back and forth between Paul Rudd's character and McKenna Grace's character. Uh, I thought they really were fantastic, and yeah, I mean that's one thing I really enjoyed. I I, I liked how he kind of brought her a little bit up to what her grandfather actually did and what he was somewhat famous for. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's, I think that was the first thing I said I was very surprised about. And so that'll, this will be my first thing I liked was I call, I call her, you know, little girl Egon. You know, I, I had worries that it like I, I got it from other characters, but not that one particular. And it was great that she was primarily the focus because she wasn't annoying. So I was glad that basically that was my bonus that she wasn't annoying and she was likable and she's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Arthur, what's something you liked? Oh, are we? I thought you were going to do all three. Well, parts. we look, it sound oh. like we were, we're all going to do one and then. Yeah, I thought we were just going one, 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 and then yeah. Um, I, I love, and it's too bad we don't get to explore. I love the amount of lore that you can build around Old Man Egon. Uh, The introduction of it at the start, the your met your mind's ability to fill in backstory. Um, I just think there's a lot of cool stuff happening on that farm, and just getting you know them doing the best they can to put together a Harold Ramis action sequence even though he has passed away was really cool like I had almost chill like if you could have given me more of that through the movie like, hot damn you know it just 
and 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 not over explaining too much of it in my opinion you get to really like fill in some interesting parts of like what's going on down there so old man egon's storyline was cool yeah and i i agree with you on that the uh old man egon with the ingenuity of things that he created whether they worked correctly or not when he was you know still there or not but yeah they uh you know the the create the creativity he had in this was spectacular the character was so at the very beginning yes didn't it look like there was a title card that said it was 1927 or did it say like the mine was established? I think the mine established 1927. It felt yeah. like there was a title card saying that was the year. And at first I thought we had Egon time traveling. Oh boy. Because <laughs> like I thought the mine terrible. I thought there was like, yeah, I thought there was like a title card saying the 27 right at the start. And all of a sudden the Ecto one, like or like not the Ecto one, but it's like his cars bursting through and stuff. And I'm like, did he Marty! Did he time travel to like shut shut it down and then screw up? Like I was very confused in the start. But anyway, uh, Brian. Well, uh, Zach, I guess. Oh, yeah. you already did your light. Oh, we did a circle. Yeah, yeah we did. We, it's so cool. It's a uh, another thing I liked was. Um, huh. Oh wait, do that, do that. Don't like. Let's end on positive. Yeah, oh, guess. something I don't like. Because uh, I don't want to. I don't want to bring this all the way down or something at the end. I, just... I so this well. is going to also be a Paul Red one. I don't like how they made Paul Red's character the new Louis Tully. And it wasn't at the start, yeah. right? Like it's it, it's his character all of a sudden gets nerfed for like act two and a half to three. Yeah, like I I, to- yeah. I told you guys this. I thought I I in regards to Zach's. Both of Zach's points here, I was or, looking yeah. very. I was I was like, this is going in a positive direction. Oh my god, thank <laughs> God I was wrong, and then I was wrong again. Um, but um, I was like, oh, they're going to do. Not only are going they, they, you know, they're you know, mixing up the cast a bit. It's going to be like multi-aged here. Like it's going to be him with the kid, and maybe some tag-along kids because. Kind of like that but, real Ghostbuster formula, right? Or the extreme Ghostbuster formula? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, 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 exactly. But like, I was just like, okay, this is gonna be nice-ish, and then that just fell away. Like, oh great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm with Zach on that. Obviously, I was just like, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just didn't like him becoming the new, uh, you know, Lewis Tully. So does it? I, I'm guessing. Um, oh, okay. Anyway. No, you're just, you got a little closer to your mic there. I'm scared. I'm scared. I apologize. Sorry. (laughs) It just got like a little louder. I was saying. No, keep talking about it. It's fine. Um, Well, I was going to break down and this is going to be, uh, I guess, a little spoiler uh, for the movie. But um, when I mentioned that uh, Paul Red's character, I can't remember his name, was the new Louis Tully. So, does it Matt, uh, does that mean that the uh, hellhounds can only possess uh, a a man and the woman he's attracted to? <laughs> no. That's just because okay, but you get what I'm asking because in yeah. the original Ghostbusters, Lewis well, was obsessed with Dana and it possessed Lewis the, 
and Dana, and then in this one, if that's the uh, rule, the mall really uh, weird whenever the dog switches to the younger girl. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. good point. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, but it's what, just what you're it, falling it, into uh, here is like it's kind of glossing over the fact that this was there's a lot of <sighs> I don't want to say it too much, but you know the whole when people compared the Force Awakens with the like first probably. Star Wars, like this this is a lot of that. It's just they upped the stakes on some things, but they didn't on others. But it was just like, because there are some shot for shots in this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, come on. But, you know, that, that's what happened. Basically, they're like, oh, let's just do the, you know. It, and, and if that were true, you know, that would have meant Dana was also attracted to Lewis. What I was actually saying was it went one way. Like the male was the... Uh, the key master it's whoever he's attracted to is the other one that gets I made to the gatekeeper is the alpha no they just yeah i mean because the, do- the dogs are their own thing you know they're like yeah yeah you know, they just needed a body and that's it a bear in his apartment um all right brian what do you got well i guess my obvious one because it's got to be said this this movie was Loaded to the brim with member berries. What is and a member got, berry, Brian? Well, I, you know what? I'm going to make you explain a member berry to our mothers and everyone else listening. <laughs> All right. So member berries were a concept introduced on South Park. And it was a reference to, as we've gotten these different movies that are remakes or sequels pulled out of stuff, or there'll be these, like, just pandering references to something. And the joke was that the berries could actually speak and they would say things like, Remember Chewbacca? Yeah, I remember. You remember Wookiees? And how these newer movies don't bother to come up with new stuff. They just remind you of stuff you liked. So a member berry in the case of the new Ghostbusters would be making the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man come back in little ways and things like that. So Yeah. So... If, like, I, I hate to say this, but if you have an adverse effect, if you're allergic to member berries, you just can't handle a whole lot of them, don't watch this movie. I'm sorry. But it is, I, I want to watch it again and with a, with a stopwatch. And mm-hmm. I want to time the longest period between member berries. <laughs> and I won't be including the equipment because that is a standard piece of the operation. That's like being, oh, when, oh, look, member berries. That's Batman's Batarang. No, no, no. Member berries is di- are, are different. Like continuing the, the universe back. is different than saying, yes. Remember the candy bar. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm not going to count the car. I'm not going to count any of the equipment. That's not a member berry. Yeah, the Twinkie in the glove box. Yeah, that's that's a member berry. Um, this this Twinkie. this movie is loaded to the brim with member berries. Like I, I should have been paying attention, and tried to catch the longest <laughs> period where we didn't get a member berry. Nope, you enjoy it once as a as a wide eyed kid before you get into the too much. Well, that's the thing is the member berries took me right out of that. I know. Like there were there were first few I, I was like okay yeah 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 and then. I also don't count the stacking of the books as a member berry. 
Nope. It's close, but it actually had some utility. It's like, I I want to watch the movie again and see if those books are stacked before he uh, dies. Because I yeah. think he stacked them after he died. That would be really cool. He's like, uh, I need a message to the guys. Like, yeah. And no human being would stack books stack like this. Stack books like this. Yeah, like, Peter needs to know I, I'm here. <laughs> I I actually, Brian didn't have as much of an issue with the, the member berries in this. And I know that you, you, you did. What? You didn't like how many, the frequency there were. And there were a ton, like you said. Mm-hmm. But watching it the first time, yeah, like our, kind of to Arthur's point, it, yeah, it strikes that childhood nerve. And but I think that's, that's upon multiple viewings, it would really start. To, it might start to really get on my yeah, nerves. Yeah, it, it 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 made the rewatch value of this real low. Gotta say. But there might be. I mean, it, going back through it, it might just be that we picked up on every one of them, and, <laughs> and uh, it might be I'm, something I'm that going, I'm further going watches it might not saying, bother. I'm going to risk saying I didn't catch them all. That's how many I think are in this movie. If I yeah, watch it again, sure. I'm be like, oh, I bet you I missed something, because it just, it's just, because I'm trying to watch it, and then it's just well, berries and the, all up in the, my face, stinging my eyes huge, like shampoo. Yeah, there's a huge member berry at the very beginning of this movie. When he, uh, when you know he's taken, it is taken the same way that Dana was in yeah. the first one. That was too uh, much. I I will I will consider that one possibly but that also is a modus operandi of the ghosts well particular ghosts like it wasn't just some random ghost that's just like you know what i've got a great idea i'm going to copy the same ghost that did this to dana Mm -hmm. yeah it was the same ghost that did it to dana (laughs) probably so i mean but that's what i'm saying is like that's just when you start out with such a huge thing which i enjoyed it i mean it was all right you know yeah, I think there's a certain level, you know, it's it's going to happen and you can't let it just kill. But, you know, when they beat you with a hammer. Well, I mean, because... you, you, you got to sometimes because otherwise you invite more of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is one occasion where I'm like, don't ever do it like this again. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping with the lead that they gave us that we get something new out of the universe. Yeah, totally. maybe that's why there's there's so many of them in this one is that they're trying well, to they're going to go to the ne- the next I'm step and they excuses. won't be there. This, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it taints everything after this. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, it does for no. me. Okay. Like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm talking about foundations here. Because let's just be honest. I mean, this has been so long between the sequels. This is a new foundation. They're just putting down. That's that kind of thing. But anyway, moving on to Arthur's Adonalaika. Oh, no, as if Egon's going to lay down the foundation, or Winston's laying down the foundation. I'm there. But uh, I talked to Brian extensively about this, I think, after Zach left. Yep. But totally agreed to. There is something that is going to prevent me from watching this more than like one, maybe two more times. And. It is the score. The score. Uh, Zach, do you remember Spider-Man 3? Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 3. Did you watch it? Yes. Do you remember? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> do you remember that around it, Elfman and Rami got into a bit of a fight? 
there is not an original score for that whole movie. What they use is just whole parts of the theme from the other movies. Yeah. So whereas with Doc Ock, you had a score that built around his movement and around his 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 like his attitude and stuff like that. You had themes that made sense that matched the action going on. And mm-hmm. on Spider-Man 3, you just had canned pieces of score that would just be the same kind of like, ba-ba-ba-ba, you know, and it didn't match what was happening at all. And it would just be like, all right, yeah. play the uh, play the triumphant theme for the third time in this movie. That was this film. They, I liked, at first, I was like, oh, cool. We're going to get the same score style, which tells me we're in the same universe. And then I was like, none of this is matching up. They're just playing tracks on the CD whenever they feel like it. And it killed me because I'm a big movie score guy that it's not an original composition to match what's going on. None of it matched. It always felt like, oh, yeah, play uh, part three again. And it just would and it wouldn't match the scenario. And it just like that kind of thing. Like I, you guys are a lot more on the visual details. A lot of times stuff like that is the nails on chalkboard for me. And I was just so disappointed throughout when it would be like, this doesn't match what's happening. Why didn't you just get a new composition? Um, and you could have kept the same musical style, but just score to the movie rather than playing music to the scenes. Uh, it, that was, that was the thing that will, that will kill me every time. No, no, I totally, I, I remember this conversation was after, shortly after you left Zach, it was just like, yeah, I definitely noticed that. <laughs> I mean, if, if I couldn't get the member berries out of my damn eyes, my ears were clogged up with them. <laughs> it's like, come on now. You know. Uh, seeing it one time, it didn't bother me. Um. It probably it won't, won't bother, bother everyone. And it probably won't bother me as much on future viewings. Uh, I don't know. It might be. It, it might. I mean, it's. Well, now that might be, you know, that might be the glass breaking moment, you know, just push. Uh, here, here, here's what, here's what I, I would suggest. I did, I did notice. I did notice it when we're watching it, but it just doesn't take me out of it. So. Well, it, it, it's the, what, what Arthur is saying. And I agree because I know exactly the moments, especially the moments that didn't match up at all. I was like, what are, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You know, that no, no, we're, we're, nothing's happening that, that is this eerie music you're playing from essentially the original Ghostbusters. We yeah. had an extra you know? year and a half, you know, you can score yeah. the movie. It, oh, oh, you know, I, this little side thing, because this is also, I, I, I'm not, I am, there is a just dramatic notice on the lack of extras in this movie. Did you notice? It's just like, you know, maybe maybe the drive-ins got some, or the the diners got some extras. You know, they had obviously they had to make it look like there were people living in the town for crying out loud. But yeah, I get what you're saying. That, There's that, only yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I understand small town and Walmart, but he was like. One of what two people in that Walmart? I just well, one. <laughs> uh, no, I someone mean, it screamed. It was like 10 p.m. 
Yeah, uh, small town, twenty-four hour Walmart. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing is I'm not. But that's the thing is that 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 Walmart services more than one town. That's how that works. If it's a if it's a large Walmart like that and it's twenty-four hour, there's going to be more than just one town's people visiting it. And I, 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 I know this is a nitpicky. This isn't a nut. Like I'm just I'm I'm going with the whole. I'm I'm not sure how much. Like I think it might count towards. I this was a Hail Mary movie because 2016 did not do what was intended, mm-hmm. which was breathe life back into the franchise. It's because they their plan is obvious because Ghost Corps was around before this movie was even started. They were okay. We've got a we've got a franchise that everyone liked like 20 or 30 years ago. Uh, we need to we we need to keep the license and we need to revitalize it. Let's make a movie, revitalize, and start making more movies. You know, this is the Marvel effect and whatnot. You know, this is that's what's going on here. That's why this movie was made. I don't care what anyone says. This movie was made because 2016 did not do its job, and that's why they went so hail mary on the member berries. We need to make sure we get back the fans. We need to make it. We get. We get. We get some motion behind this thing again, and we can move on. That's just my, and I don't think they put a whole lot of that. I think they were like, we need to make this on a budget. Because that, that last scene, a lot, like the post effects, great, but it, it felt very, very studio. Like I was like, I bet this place is like not a very large place of shooting this in. They're inside. Yeah. But. At least you didn't get your over-the-top super effects because of the budget. Well, I mean... A lot of stuff felt more practical. It wasn't over-the-top. Oh, well, my 2016 complaint was not over-the-top super budget. It was the designs themselves were flawed from the yeah. from the bottom up. All Zach, right. a positive? It's uh, like a therapy I, session. <laughs> I got one more positive, and this is going to be just something not necessarily from the movie, but from the experience of watching it with y'all. Um, oh. I like, I like that Arthur did not know J.K. Simmons was in this movie. <laughs> I like when Zach doesn't use cop outs on movie stuff. I was paying yeah. attention, so like I don't see that's the that's a that's a difference in viewing habits, right? Like, yeah, I'm not actively trying to watch like go like, oh, which actor is this? I'm I'm enjoying the movie. I'm like, oh, oh cool, Evo Shandor's there. Like, yeah, I I'd no, have to watch I, it again to like see what he looked like, but like I just thought it was cool when his eyes open and his head turns. I'm not yeah. going mm-hmm. like, oh, who is this guy? Like, I don't like to I don't like to jump ahead. Like, where's this movie going? Who's, you know, like, I try to, like, sit in the movie. Mm-hmm. No, I, I do, too. I just know what he looks like. Anyway. I, I'd uh, so again, because I don't, I didn't see his face in that at all. Um, mm-hmm. No, okay. But, and on a serious one, though, um, I like the, um, the callback of the classic characters a little bit more. I think we could have got a little bit more in there, but I really enjoyed what they did. Mm-hmm. Especially in the last, you know, fifteen, and I like Janine at the beginning as well. So, I don't want to. I, when it comes to your what you like, that the I, 
I almost wish they hadn't shown up at all at that point. You're not on Team Deus Ex Ghostbuster? Uh, I wouldn't call it... Like, they did so... Yeah, they did so little. Like, well, I wanted they're 90,000 years old. No, Zach, I'm not saying... I'm not asking them to lift 50-pound bars I, or anything. I, I know. That you they you have would like them more involved. Talk. A little bit more Like, involved. yeah, they have mouths and talk, because that's what... They did a lot more talking in the first movie than they did any action. They just, mm-hmm. like... And, you know, uh, you know, Bill Murray's complaint, you know, I, I, you know, Bill, you don't have to put on a proton pack. In fact, I prefer if you didn't, but maybe say some words. There's plenty of chairs in Oklahoma. You can sit down the whole time. I don't care. But I'm just like, I, what I really wanted was at least uh, Ray to come back earlier because he would have been excellent exposition man. He's been perfect because he was he was the other guy who was real into the supernatural stuff. Yeah. You know. Winston yeah, but... being late would have made sense because he is a businessman. He has things to deal with, but he would have gotten there as soon as he could have. And, you know, Peter. Dude. Does Winston have a private jet that's like the Ecto-3? You know, I think Winston, Winston's a little bit more frugal than that. I, I don't want to put Winston in the I'm a, a billionaire, I'm going to blow my cash boat. I think he's no, going to... He has if, a project. If he had to have a jet, though, like for his <laughs> business, do you think he gave it no. like a little... <sighs> no. Uh, he might now. Because he's like, what you if, know... Maybe... What if his jet's flying in the air and it's going... The... Tail lights and stuff for oh. when hold on real quick, Zach. Have you played Fortnite this week? God. No. I haven't played Fortnite in two months. All right. Well, I need you to log on sometime and check it out. Okay. Okay. Cause uh they may have added a certain traversal emote that's pretty dope. Okay. Just well saying. uh I guess my positive uh, is um, I was right about the effects, and I think they looked great for the most part. Uh, a little, uh, I I like the moderately updated designs of our final bosses, but they felt a little too. They didn't feel ethereal enough to me in comparison to the first one. And I don't mean ethereal as in transparent like it did in 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts, I'm going to be clear enough. I meant more um, mysterious. It just, it, it felt too crisp. And that's, that's obvious from the things are going to look like that in modern high def and all that jazz. But it just, some, something, I mean, she was more crystalline in the first one. Now, I wish they'd stuck more with the crystalline look than the, like, bone matting kind of look but um yeah it was fine uh but yeah a lot of the the doomsday yeah. tornado looked good i, I liked mo- most if not every single ghost except for and i've come to learn the name chomper i believe they mentioned that in the movie but um mm. you know the substitute for slimer thanks guys he counts as a member berry um <laughs> Um, all 
were very sinister, and I really appreciated that. Agreed. I uh, should Gozer have had some burns or damage from the previous encounter? When you talk about no, like remembering the symbol, all right. yeah, the sh- shape shifting. Like I, I agree, but like sometimes shapeshifters get permanent damage from something. So like the gate uh, getting blown up on Gozer's face, I would have like I would have thought some kind of cool. Damage uh, from the encounter. If you're going to talk about knowing the symbol, I don't know. I, I, I go well, back I mean, and forth. The damage, yeah, I'd have been fine. Like, but I, I, I don't know if that had been necessary, because you know it's a god. Yeah. You know, other shapeshifters aren't exactly gods. You know, if we're going to talk about mystique, but um, you know, it, I just, you know, I just, just want to while you were talking about yeah, it. since since I have to stick with just one negative, I just want or I want to say I I appreciated that the designs weren't all goofiness. Right. Um. Yeah. So for moi. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I liked. Uh, well, don't know. You're gonna brag on Zach for the comp out. No, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> I I'm trying to like re like rearrange my thoughts like from stuff that's already been mentioned. Um. Hmm. I. I think not having let's see if this counts or if this is where I want to stake my claim. I like having the tech remain mostly the same, right? Like yeah. when you do something like a uh like Star Wars is the example where you know all of a sudden stuff is way more advanced 30 years ago for some reason than it is today, you know, or stuff like that. I like consistency. It's not like the packs got much better. Like we, I know we debated, like, did they tune the rays a little bit? Like, does it work a little different? Stuff like that. Um, You know, there wasn't a bunch of like, this is crazy. How did he design this? Like it stayed within mostly within the realm of what did we already establish can work and how does it work? Um, I know the lasso stuff was a little overdone, but I also didn't hate that. Um, guess that's what I'm going with. Uh, I couldn't, there's a couple other things that were already mentioned that, um, well, there's no pre-establishment that Zool or not Zool, but Gozer couldn't do that. They never hit her with the beams in the first one. No. And I really like the effect of the, it being a rope like i don't know Except i know in her form of the state of marshmallow man but that was a different effect because she had to literally follow the rules of being a giant marshmallow man and she's like she probably hated the shit out of ray after that yeah <laughs> but hated ray Hate. i i thought the visual on that was on, super cool so i was done with that um, flames oh on the side of her face flames. breathing he- heaving <laughs> and 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 just if we're gonna get something else out of this, that Winston's leading it. I I'm so big on that. I I know we've already talked about Team Winston here, but anyway. So I don't know. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I wish I loved it. 
you know, I wish it was something I was going to watch 10 more times. Yeah. Uh, it's not. Probably one or two more over time. No, no. Final uh, thoughts. And, on... uh, I don't think uh, I don't think my numbers that I gave, you know, out of 10 when it came to uh, post-production, the story itself. Uh, I, I think uh, for me, it was as I expected. I was, oh, man. I was, oh, like I said, I was so hopeful because things started off so well. I was even, I was even going, okay, things are going well. I'm forgiving the member berries. But as the movie continued, I was like, <laughs> you're, you're, no, there's a cliff over there. Oh, well, crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're saying that, that you give this a four out of 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when, well, I mean, what I'm saying on that is that's the story. Remember, I gave the effects. I was like, the effects are going to be up there like eight or seven. Mm-hmm. They were because they don't release crap. Like for a franchise like this, they tend to veer away from crappy effects. They're like, no, you fix this before we release. We laughed out of the theaters if you put it out like this, that kind of thing, I assume. I assume they, but uh, as far as this, like, there were really good parts of the story. I loved Egon's setup, right? I was loving, yeah, spoiler here, obviously, folks, but like, I was loving that Egon had alienated everyone and went crazy hermit. I was like, that's great. And I, I was shocked when, when, when Ray was like, yeah, that son of a bitch can, what was it, burn in hell or whatever? Egon Spangler can burn in hell. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. What happened? And we, we got the exposition right away. I was like, ooh, yeah, I'd be a little pissed too. Because they were still getting some work, but just not a lot. And then all of their tools vanished with the guy who makes them. See, I, I was under the impression that uh, Egon designed them and Ray built them. Well, I, I imagine, like, I'm not going to, like, fling Ray into the, I'm just, like, he's the only engineer. Like, No, I, but you I, know I, what I mean? I, I because actually, in the... Oh, definitely they work together a lot. Yeah. Duh. Like, you can get that from both the previous movies, and it's just like, yeah, because they were the ones who were really the anchor into the paranormal and the science of it. Mm-hmm. And then Peter was obviously the front man, you know, and then Winston comes in because things are doing so well. And then, you know, he, he get, becomes a part of the, the whole thing. And then he's, he's in it for good. You know, he's a part of, he's, he's a part of the establishment of Ghostbusters. And then, you know, it's just, <sighs> That that part was great. It's just, I think a lot of the kids in the movie were not as annoying as I was expecting them to be, but that was a trade-off now, because now most of them are just useless anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. you know. It's, eh, I know, I... But I, I'm gonna since I came up with another negative there out of out of nowhere, I'm gonna I'm gonna give another positive, even though I think they could have toned it down a bit. You know, I like I like I think 
what would have been better at the end was just a little nod that he's helping her hold the blast, the 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 wand that Egon's helping a little bit. Just a little nod, like just show the hand. Maybe not. I I, I kind of wanted it to be. Uh, it felt like a little sappy, but that's okay, I guess. But I think it could have been more subtle because they already had so much interaction with him in the movie already as as a unseen force, but it was obvious what was going on. And it's it's almost like, oh, I guess for the idiots in the audience, we're going to have Egon's full-on glowing appearance in the movie, which, you know, I would have been fine with, with for not as long as they had him up, you know. You know. Just, yeah. just a little, little peek, you know, and there's no time for lengthy goodbyes or nothing. Just we got to get this dealt with. We're dealing with it. And then his job on Earth is complete. He's done. He fades away. That would have been more touching to me than the long interactions we got. I don't, at the same time, I don't mind it, you know, when you've got family working on the film type of stuff, you know, it's everybody seemed like family at that point there yeah, uh, yeah. I, I get it but. yeah but then that's not i don't mean to be like heartless in that situation but i'm just like it's then it's not for the audience and that was a little more on a self-indulgent note you know i did like peter's line i knew you'd turn up at some point and i was like oh, that's pretty funny. yeah you know, that's classic peter you know and that was all that that would have been enough like that you know that moment with them while they're dealing with the sitch but they don't actually get no like you know because the little girl got a whole lot of interaction and a bit of a chess game with him and then you know the the daughter got at least to know he was paying attention to her we essentially got two goodbye whatnots with her you know because like oh by the way you know i did give a shit i just you know i had no offense, but I had bigger fish to fry. I know it's like, you know, this is a, you know, that kind of thing. You got to stop me or I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, I think that's a good place to stop, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Also, see Ghostbusters Afterlife. And, you know, if you want to read the book, go to your local library. The old, <laughs> the old reading room. But like, if you want to learn more, go to your local library. All right, Take folks. All right, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, don't forget to watch Gremlins. Mm. Brian, do you want to double take it home? A rule, huh? A Ghostbuster rule? Oof. I, oh, that's really coming out. Okay, let me think. Okay. All right, folks. If you're... This is a two-parter. If you're aware of an impending doom on the planet and you're part of a group of individuals who've dealt with this kind of thing before, I think you could try a little harder to express the need. Maybe write a letter, you know, once you've really got some solid evidence that shit's going down in Oklahoma. And to the other half of that equation, the uh, if you're a part of a team and one of your members who 
It's pretty much the smartest one. Says, Doom approaches, here be Doom. Do remember that you deal with this stuff all the time and really should be more understanding and go, yeah, he might be right. There's probably Doom approaching here and let's go take a look. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe be consistent.